ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. For regular viewers and listeners of AWI Pod, please do not be offended because this program contains good wrestling. to the third episode of a cup of uk heritage i of course am your host brent piles and i of course do not do these things by myself because i would be a lone raving lunatic if i did that i am with my co-host from across the pond it is at gia russell night glenn Glenn, how you doing are you trying to say that dc matthews is a raving lunatic dc matthews is absolutely a raving lunatic (laughs) (laughs) i think you and i both know that dc is a raving lunatic (laughs) i don't i really don't know how he does it I've, I don't know if you've ever tried doing a solo, have you? I've done one before, but not like... So DC talks to himself for like a lengthy period of time. Yeah. <laughs> he used to do sh- something called solo shots where we would all just watch... Mm. One of us would watch a match, but it would be like five minutes. Five minutes at the most. Five, six yeah. minutes at the most. God. So no, I've never tried to do it like for a lengthy period of time. I couldn't imagine. And I tried to do a special for a piece of business and it was a nightmare. It was one of the worst things I've ever done or heard. <laughs> did you put it out i did put it out yeah. that was oh, the okay. early days but there we go so what oh, we got God. on the we've got two matches on the card for tonight haven't we we've got two matches for episode three as you know when we started this thing out we told you guys it was going to be you know like a 15 minute 20 minute show but we've eclipsed past 30 minutes uh the first two episodes but we 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 had to get through the the inaugural tournament first mm. and it only made sense to do first round quarterfinal semifinal final um and now it only makes sense for us to do we'll probably do two or three of these the both the matches that we were going to review tonight all went all six rounds like all six rounds to decide the victor but if we if we come across a couple that end in the third or fourth round and i but i don't think <laughs> many do that does, that, uh, do that doesn't bode well because Two matches each. What do, you, that, what do you say? That doesn't bode well because the second one only went five rounds. Oh, did it? I thought it went six. <laughs> no, it only went five. Okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you kept up with your research. Uh, well, I guess. I guess. Oh, fuck, Glenn. I didn't even. I had my. I messaged Glenn. And I was like, oh, I found one that I didn't even have, but it turns out that I did have it. I just had my dates all wrong. Yeah. So I watched. I watched the second match that took place before the first match because I hadn't realized that the first match had already happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh... The first match that we're going to review is it was a kid defending his Heritage Cup championship against one Tyler Bate. This match was actually set up on the inaugural episode of the Supernova Sessions, which was one of mine and yours and your former co-host's mm. favorite segments. On NXT UK, so I thought that was pretty cool. And hopefully, after uh, next weekend, they'll be bringing it back in its proper entirety. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because uh, we got a Supernova Sessions on NXT this week, didn't we? I haven't watched it yet, but I heard. Yeah, it's, it, that was a sort. Um, they didn't have the ambiance. All it was was a sofa and a small chair. Ah. Uh... It was always so good in NXT UK because they had the couch and the chair, and then he had like the table, and they had all. It was just yeah. Anyway, 
Um, I didn't I, like. I knew the egg kid was young, but like I didn't know. I didn't realize he was this young. Like he's only twenty six years old. And correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Nigel was saying that he debuted when he was nineteen years old, but I thought Nigel said that he was nineteen years old in this match, which couldn't be. Mm, no, I think he debuted when he was nineteen. That makes more sense. Because this match was in 2021 and it's yeah. now 2023, so I don't think he's aged six years unless A Kid's got some weird uh, aging thing going on with him. I don't know. Um, well, A Kid's no more, is he? He's disappeared. That's right. We don't know. He, he could have become a man. We don't know. We have no idea. Mm, yeah. Or maybe no, he's a superhero. No, we don't know. Um, <laughs> match opens up with some really good mat wrestling and some good submission transitions in the opening mm. round. You got anything else of note that happened it- in the first round? Well, it's just that first round, isn't it? It, it, With all the different ways they finish these matches, everyone starts the same. Good, decent match wrestling. Right, but it's logical for it to start that way. Because if you're in a match like this and you know you're going six rounds, you're going to want to pace yourself. So you're not going to go balls to the wall the first, you know, three minutes. And you don't want to make a mistake in the first three minutes and end up one nil down early on. Or worse, get yourself knocked out and lose the match altogether in the first round. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes perfect which luckily sense. No, yeah, which luckily nobody has done. Not yet. And I don't think, it's, I don't think it ever happens. <laughs> no, I don't think there has actually been a, a first round knockout. If it, if they do, that'll be a shocker. Uh, maybe, maybe one day. Um, second round opens up with like a test of strength of sorts, I guess you would call that. Bate does a really good mm-hmm. uh, escape of um, a kid's got like a, a straight jacket, I think is what they called it on him. And Bate kind of gets out it. of it. Yeah, he kind of just like takes him off like yeah. it's a suit. Yeah. <laughs> he just steps out of him, yeah. didn't he, really? <laughs> That's that a hark back to the old, good, good old days of uh, world of sport wrestling, that. That sort of escape. See, I, like, I'd never seen anything like that. And it was just so innovative because he literally, mm-hmm. yeah, just took his arms and just kind of took yeah. them off like you were taking off your pants and then we, put him in the. I'll in, tell you. It was really great. One one night, you, me, and the mayor, we are going to have to review a Les Kellett match. I, I don't know who that is, but I'm all for it. He's the funniest man that ever laced boots and climbed into a ring, but also one of the hardest. Okay. Okay. He sounds right up this show's alley then. Yeah, it certainly. <laughs> but that was the sort of thing. That was the sort of escape he would have done. Yeah. No, I thought this was really, really. I thought that was really, really innovative. I guess it's not that innovative because as Glenn's telling me, it's happened a lot. But yeah, it was really cool. I'd never seen anything quite like that mm. before. No, because you wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it, it's not the sort of thing that went on in an American ring, really. Right. When Hogan and that lot were around, I was going to say, and all, <laughs> they did, all they did, they went into the mat wrestling. Watching wrestling was punch and kick. That was it. <laughs> yeah, they weren't really into the mat wrestling, were they? No, especially not the ones that you really connected with. I mean, you know, you had the guys like Ricky Steamboat and Savage, but Hogan and those guys—they weren't fucking. They weren't going to do any submission transitions. That's for goddamn sure. Um, no. They both kind of trained. Good. Yep. Um, I was going to say. I think I'm going to say the same thing as you, is that they were trading blows and there was a few MMA tactics went in and, and on those, both of them showing that they're both trained in MMA and uh, 
what is it brazilian jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu yeah they mentioned yeah i think yeah. nigel said jiu-jitsu a lot he, he didn't drop any jiu-jitsu yeah. greats names though which was i was surprised that <laughs> that's probably because there isn't <laughs> no probably apologies to anybody in the jiu-jitsu community there probably are within that within that uh, echelon but not made it worldwide name wise right they're they're, they're not many big name jujitsu guys in america that a lot of people are going to be able to name yeah absolutely not you're going to name the no. gracies and that's all i've got i've got the gracies and that's it uh, yeah <laughs> yeah some good mat wrestling again to end the second round it was some really really good stuff in the second round they tr- they did they did a lot of cool transitions out of that straight jacket submission and i never really seen anybody use that straight jacket submission either so that was a really cool yeah. Uh, the third round is when things it's, really start to pick up. Yeah, that straight jacket. It's one of those things. It's it's simple to do. You're not going to hurt your opponent, but it looks bloody painful. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be really hard for someone to breathe if you were doing that to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the pace really starts to pick up in the third round, uh, and then Bate ends up getting the first fall pretty early in the round, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, before that, you could see where. Uh, Tyler Bate had trained with Pete Dunn, butch as he is now, because he started doing a bit of joint manipulation and bending A Kid's fingers. Yes. Yep. And then yeah, he so he kind of rolled A Kid. He rolls A Kid up to get the first fall, and Tyler Bate goes up one nothing in this. Yeah, one. that's a surprise because it A Kid went for the Northern Light suplex, Bate landed on his feet. He went for another German, and all he did was get rolled up for his trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the submissions, the, the transitions in everything in all these matches are so good because there's so many transitions in submissions and pins. It's just really great stuff. Um, I cannot enough tell people to go and watch these goddamn matches. I'm telling you, go watch them. I guarantee yeah. you're gonna love them. I just can't see how anybody doesn't watch this and not love it. No, and uh, nobody can say they haven't got the time to watch. Yeah, it's six three-minute rounds. That is as much as you need to watch. Right, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and I'm I I'll save this for my the next one because, like I said, I watched one of the matches. I watched the match that came after this one before this one, and so it's kind of messed up. Uh, my mm-hmm. I watched one for the other one, but I'll leave my note here for the next match. Uh, a kid opens up with a beautiful kick to the. I don't know if he opened up the round, but he hit a beautiful kick to the face of Tyler Bate. But that seemed to only wake Tyler Bate up as Bate just started landing some <laughs> shots on Aiken after oh, that. Yeah, it did. He did. The thing with these two is that you could see that they knew each other so well because they'd already told the story about Tyler Bate trained Aiken. Right, yeah, they did. They brought that up a lot, yep. So everything was countered by because they knew what the other one was going to be doing. Yeah, it made sense. I mean, this match was, I, I'm going to say it over and over again, but this match was great. It was really, really good. I enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, that, yeah, that's why Wicks bait up a little bit. He lands those stiff shots, and then A-Kid does a great job of avoiding, like, a takedown attempt by Tyler Bate, and then he locked in a really deep trans, a really deep sleeper hold, um, and then <clears> he <throat> transitioned into an arm bar, but then Tyler Bate just kind of, as the, as the Picked whole, him up. Say it, what were you going to say? <laughs> He picked him up yeah. basically with one arm. <laughs> that's what I wrote too. He just basically, he basically picked him up and slammed him out of, out of the arm bar. Um, and that's basically how the fourth round ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you could say that it, it stunned 
naked when he was sort of limping back to the corner, selling the, the selling the power bomb really well. Yeah, um, I can't remember if it was the fifth round or the fourth round, but one of the rounds, a kid kind of comes out on the round and he doesn't stand up; he kind of slides. He like slides on his butt into Tyler Bate to try to get Tyler Bate to kind of come into his guard. And that's just something you don't see a lot in a wrestling match. And so I no. thought that was really cool. And I don't remember what round that's that was a, in. That's a real MMA move, that is. I think that was in the fourth. Okay. When they were doing the early round, early part of the fourth round when they were doing all the MMA stuff. That makes sense, yeah. So I just thought that was really cool, the way he was just kind of trying to bait him <laughs> into his guard. And, like, the way A-Kid was kind of sliding in, and he was, like, giving Bate this kind of, like, smirk. And I just thought, I don't know, there was smirk yeah. that he had on his face, and he was doing, like, go ahead and try it, motherfucker. I just thought that was really good. Uh, yeah. About 60 seconds into the fifth round, A-Kid's up on the top rope. He does, like, a beautiful springboard reverse DDT on Tyler Bate for the three count and evens things up at one round apiece as we head into the final round. That was a thing of beauty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, the the round ends, but Bate is selling the hell out of being knocked senseless by the DDT. Right, as one should. Uh, Both men come out of the the, the first minute of the last round, both very cautious. They basically circled each other for the first 60 seconds. There wasn't a whole lot of physicality at all in the final round. Uh, The first minute of the final round, I should say. say. Mm -hmm. Bate comes out pummeling Basically, with palm strikes. Are you kidding? But uh, hit like a didn't he do like a headbutt yeah, to the stomach? Uh, area did a liger kick? kick, and then they were grappling, and I don't know whether it was a botch or not. But the way they fell out of that ring, fell out the ring, it looked a bit precarious. <laughs> Neither of them wanted to let go for fear of plumbing into the floor. I think, although the referee. Yeah, so Bate did like his uh, that Bate did that thing where he kind of yeah. he does a front flip, yeah. but he yeah. kicks the person as he front flips them, and this completely almost knocks a kid completely Bate. out of the fucking ring, and yeah. Bate has to kind of like grab his leg yeah. so that he doesn't break his fucking neck. That's I'm it. pretty sure that's why he grabbed his leg because he didn't want to break his fucking neck. They spell it on commentary. You know, he wants to keep him in the ring. So he's he's gonna, gonna finish, gonna but I'm pretty sure he wants yeah. to make sure he's not in a wheelchair, <laughs> and that's why he grabbed him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the finish of this match was really good. Both guys are trading submission transitions, and then A-Kid does a, like a really beautiful transition into his like crucifix submission and gets Tyler Bate to give up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not yeah. what happened. Bate rolls through and went for a pin, but then A-Kid countered into another pin for the one, two, three, and retains his UK Again, Heritage Cup. I mean, perfect, goddamn perfectly choreographed, but looked like a fight. The next match, Glenn, was also set up on an episode of the Supernova Sessions. It is Shaw Samuels taking on A-Kid. Um, I don't think I ever saw Sam... I never saw Shaw Samuels wrestling one of these matches, so it was a treat for me. Um, I know Shaw Samuels is my my and your, one of your yours and my favorite guys from NXT UK, and we're hoping he shows up next week on, yep. the, on the premium yes. live event. If yeah, you know um... They did this in the first match too, but I love the way they, I actually, they bring the lights I down. I actually said to him once at a, a show, I admire anybody that wrestles in braces, uh, suspenders to you guys. Uh, and not like sort of the IRS, but he wears his with just his trunks. <laughs> no shirt, yeah, there's no, no. there's no shirt underneath there or anything or pants. Yeah. It's just trunks and the suspenders. 
I'd be worried about people yeah. snapping. Well, um, yeah, you do see it occasionally. You know? Somebody has used them as weapons before, but not in this match. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, so I like the way I like the way they lower the lights when they do the championship intros uh, for this. It just gives it like a bigger fight feel for me. So I just think that's really cool when they do that. Um, Sean does everything he can in the opening round to try to take it, use a size advantage against a kid because mm. he is a, a bit bigger than a kid. Uh, and then he even gets a little bit frustrated when he goes for a pinning attempt and A-Kid just bridges out of it. Shaw gets a little bit pissed yeah, off. Yeah, he was, he he really went into this early, didn't he? Yeah, he was laying into him and had him in headlocks. Um, looked like he was going to twist his head off. Mm. Yep. Shaw, no, um, no I wasn't expecting. I couldn't remember this. I, it, I probably did watch it as part of the that episode of NXT UK, but watching it on its own, I forgot how much offense earlier on Charles Samuels had in this. You expect Aikid to run circles around him, but he didn't. He, like I said, he really tried to establish his dominance early. I think this is the most dominant anyone's been in the first round of, of any of these matches that we've watched so far, because it's usually like a 50-50 yeah. struggle in most of these first rounds, and this one really wasn't. Uh, Shaw got the upper hand by hitting a kid with a big. He hit him with a quick scoop mm. uh, body slam after a rope break. He then slams a kid's arm into the left turnbuckle as, and then he tries to lock in his butcher's hook submission. But a kid gets the ropes. But then Shaw does a really innovative thing where he just kind of grabs a kid's trunks, pulls him to the middle of the ring, hits a real big stiff uh, elbow to the back of his neck, and then locks in the butcher's hook. And of course, a kid's got no choice but to uh, again, out to again, in, in, a in first the- round fall which you don't see very often in these either. I feel like A-Kid goes down a lot in these matches. I feel like mm. he goes down yeah. 1-0 a lot. You know what I mean? Because he did it in the last one, and he did it in this one here. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he did it against Trent in the final. Yeah. Uh, it seems to happen to him a lot. <laughs> but this is his first round one, which was very unusual. Right, yeah. Yeah, That's the. I think that's the first first round fall we've seen, I, I want to say. Yeah. I love the start to round two so. where A-Kid takes a run at him to do his drop kick. And Sean just slips out the way, bang into the turnbuckle. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really good. Uh, I mean, Shaw dominated most yeah. of the second round, too. About the first 90 seconds, he was really just taking yeah, two. Yeah, because Aikid was selling the shoulder the whole time. Basically, he was working on one wing. Right. Um, Aikid hits Shaw Samuels with a nice uppercut, and then he tries to lock in a sleeper hole, but mm-hmm. Shaw Samuels gets a rope break. Shaw then looks like he might be losing the round, so he just kind of bails out of the <laughs> ring for the last 20 seconds. But A-Kid says, uh, no, motherfucker, and dies out of the ring. He, he did. Yeah, knocked he heads did. when he dived out. I feel sorry for A-Kid. He must have a hard head. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, was, it literally was like, pow. <laughs> it was like knock right head to head. Uh, it was it was pretty. It looked pretty brutal, but yeah. they, they seemed to be okay. Nobody looked yep. like they had any cobwebs, so that's okay. Um and then Shaw got a bit too confident here in the third round as he gets A-Kid down on the mat, landed some big punches, and then he tries to just like... Yeah, he steps on his on sh- stepping on the injured shoulder. Uh, which didn't work. <laughs> as you would. Which is yeah. brilliant, because it's hard getting the injured part. But of course, he's, he's we know how cocky Shaw Samuels is, and he gets really cocky with this, and he... As you would, you would stay, you would stand on the hurt shoulder, but as one also would, if someone puts their foot on your chest, you're going to grab that motherfucker and twist yeah. it, which is exactly what, tell you what does. That, that uh, kick he gave, his, gave Shaw's head looks stiff. 
It definitely did. A lot of those AP yeah. kicks look very, very stiff. And then he gets a running drop kick and evens up the score as he does. Tied up as we head into the fourth round. A-Kid lands like a really cool like overhead belly-to-belly suplex on Shaw Sanders, which is kind of a sight to see. Yeah. Because Shaw's like a lot bigger than A-Kid. And to see him like, yeah, pick him up Yeah, because he softened him up with two whacks to the jaw just before. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, as one and they're getting the Northern Knight suplex. Um, but as is Shah's one, he didn't stay down for long, got up, and then Lariaty <laughs> a kid out of his boots, turned yeah. him inside out. There was a yeah. lot of hard hitting stuff in the fourth round. They had a lot of yeah. back and forth hard hitting action, but that was a very <laughs> stiff close line from Shaw Samuels. Uh, it looks like he might be getting a win with about 49 seconds left in the round as he catches A-Kid off the top rope, and then he hit like a yeah. pop and arrow suplex onto A-Kid. Uh, Shaw Samuels again tries to execute the butcher's hook, uh, but That's A-Kid it. is saved was, by the was bell, a wonderful, which um, I think A-Kid wonderful he? bit there where A-Kid comes off the top rope with a crossbody and Shaw just catches him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, that was good okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Slam you on the floor. Butcher's looking. Just saved by the bell. But yeah. Shaw thinks that the bell yeah. is rang because A-Kid's given up, so he thinks he's won. <laughs> uh, but when the referee tells him otherwise, he's not very happy. He just like he just <laughs> slaps the bottle of water out of his corner guy's hand. That poor corner guy gets no respect. Uh, I'm pretty sure I follow that guy on Twitter. <laughs> but anyway, um, I hit... A really good spine buster on a kid for the two count. Uh, the, yeah, we started the fifth, fifth round, round yeah. right? This didn't go six rounds. Been taken down into an arm bar and have to try its way weight free before a kid got the freak the full extension on it. That was it. That's how it started round five. A little bit of Matt wrestling, yeah. and now kid was fighting off the butcher's hook because <laughs> Charles trying to get that in the whole time. As kid was fighting off the butcher's hook. He managed to do a sort of like a palais kick on him. They did the shoulder breaker. Because yeah. he, okay, cause, okay. Uh, yeah, he counted the butcher's hook. It's a Uma Plata or whatever it's called. Uma Blanca. <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Uma Plata. Yeah. <laughs> um, the arm bar that A-Kid uses a lot to get the win. Yeah. You know, when yeah. he gets the guy's arms behind their back and. I just say crucifix because it sounds good. I don't know why. It's very similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is the two matches that we're going to review this week. Um, which one, if you had to pick which one you like um, better, which one did you like better? That's hard. That's hard. Um, I it would is. say slightly the Shaw Samuels one. Basically, because I like Shaw Samuels. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you might say that. I'm going to go the other route just to be different, and I'm going to say Tyler Bate versus A-Kid just because it was really, really good. And we're going to see Tyler Bate versus A-Kid in the Heritage Cup match yeah. again coming down the road. So we'll be getting to see that match one more time. Um, anything uh, you want to plug before we get out of here? No, because oh, I'll do all my plugging later when we record Worldwide. <laughs> There's an episode of AWI Pod Worldwide out right now where you can hear all the plugs. There's also an episode of Warring to Attitude, episode 11 is out right now as well. So you'll hear all the plugs that you'll ever need to hear on both of those shows. 
Yeah. So yeah, we don't need to play just, stuff on here as well. Yeah, we don't, this is just a mini series anyway. <laughs> so it we're is. just gonna get out of here by letting Glenn say goodbye. Goodbye.